What's up, guys? Welcome to the Tanner Stump Lifestyle and Leadership Podcast, where we talk about faith, fitness, and culture-related topics. Hope everybody's having an awesome week so far. We are almost towards spring. Woot woot! Hope you guys are looking forward to it, as I know I am as well. However, if you live in Oklahoma, you and I both know that the weather is pretty bipolar. It can change second by second, minute by minute, to say the very least. One day it's super hot, next day it's freezing cold. So we don't know how to find that comfortable, how to find that balance, if you will. What I really want to shift gears to today is I want to talk about the bigger picture of life. I'm not talking about painting a picture like Bob Ross. I'm not talking about being Michelangelo. I'm not talking about being Leonardo DiCaprio. None of that at all whatsoever. That is not a strength of mine to be an artist. What I want to talk about is bigger picture of life, thinking outside of the box, if you will, shifting our perspective to more of a Christian perspective today. And for somebody who today is listening, who isn't a Christ follower, who isn't faith background. I totally respect that. I'm not trying to push any of my beliefs on anybody whatsoever. That is not my intentions and that is not my motives. But what I want to say is that the bigger picture of life for me specifically is God being at the center of everything I do every single day from my habits, from my routines, to how I lead in uh, the job I'm at, to how I lead uh, in youth group, to how I lead Uh, the people around me and my family, uh, and in my friendships and relationships as well. I want to make sure that Christ is at the center of everything I do every single day. And growing up, to give you guys a little bit of context, I seeked attention in the wrong ways. Unfortunately, I was very rebellious. I talk about that quite frequently. I was more concerned about the comfort of life, small thinking, if you will, following the culture, following the crowd, instead of following what God's plan was for my life. Like the song Drake, God's plan. We hear that a lot, uh, but how many of us truly follow that to a T every single day? Uh, And I know for a fact that there has been seasons in my life to where I wasn't having big picture ideas or looking at things from more of a Christian perspective uh, and putting my ways and my desires and my needs uh, above God's. And unfortunately, I failed uh, every single time I did that. Where I want to go to today is we're going to start out in Proverbs chapter 2, and we're also going to get very practical as well. I'm going to give you guys some notes to take if you have a legal pad, um, if you have a phone, if you have any sort of device uh, that you want to take notes on. However, um, we're going to get uh, into context a little bit, right? In the Bible, if you have a YouVersion Bible app or if you have your Bible, feel free to follow along. Uh, We're going to start out in Proverbs chapter 2. Uh, And then we're going to work our way into 2 Corinthians uh, over in the New Testament as well. Uh, And this is Solomon. Solomon had a lot of wisdom. And something I strive for every single day is I want to be more like that. I want more wisdom, right? I think we can all agree that we want to have more wisdom. Knowledge is great, but wisdom is far superior than knowledge at times. Uh, And we get so focused on the knowledge as to say more so than the wisdom. So Proverbs chapter 2 Starting in verse 1, my child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. 
and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair. And you will find the right way to go, for wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. So he's talking about wisdom. He's talking about gaining wisdom, making better choices, walking with people who say but also do the same thing so they're a walker but they're also a doer and i don't know about you guys but there have been times in my life to where i wasn't making wise choices i made very poor decisions how my diet was how i exercise all those were pretty much non-existence nine or ten years ago right so this thing of, of looking at it from a christian perspective looking more in depth into god's word helps us to kind of lay out the groundwork if you will I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know if you're facing any kind of addiction, any kind of adversity, if you will. Uh, maybe you're addicted to food like I was, or maybe for you it's this device, social media, right? Your phone. Uh, maybe for you it's pornography, or it's having thoughts and actions of lustful uh, ideas. Uh, and maybe for you it's you know alcoholism or drugs or prescription medications, I don't know what that looks like for you today, but looking at the bigger picture of life that God does have a plan for you. He has a purpose for those things that you are going through right now. And he will use your pain to be a purpose, to be a catalyst to serve other people around you who are going through similar things. And so sometimes we draw away from wisdom. Sometimes we draw away from God when we're going through things that are havoc in our life. And quite honestly, that can be quite hell at times. Too, because we're afraid that other people might judge us. And so when we go through those things, we need to start helping out other people along the way. Because there has been times in my life to where I was overweight, or when I did lose a significant amount of weight, I was like playing the victim card that I couldn't help out other people. No, we help out other people along the way when we're going through storms, when we're going through trials in life. And he talks about briefly in here too in verse 11. I really want to hone in on that. He says, wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. I don't know about you guys, but many days, and a lot of people have told me this, that Tanner, you're so disciplined. You're so uh, intentional in everything you do. Um, no, I'm not. Uh, without God, I am completely nothing. And I really want to draw your attention over to John chapter 3, verse 30. He talks about how God must become greater and greater, uh, and we must become less and less. I think a lot of us today who say uh, we do live a pretty disciplined lifestyle, we are trying to lead other people to Christ or trying to make it a significant impact on this world, um, that it is Christ first and foremost. Uh, and something I've really had to learn uh, the hard way and have some humble pie, if you will, is that I am not the greatest of all time. You are not the greatest of all time. The goat, if you will. I'm not the cream of the crop and you're not the cream of the crop. And what he's talking about is these choices that we're they're making, the wisdom that he's talking about in Proverbs, it comes from God. It doesn't come from us. It doesn't come from us going to another seminar. Uh, it doesn't come from us always reading all these books or tapes and stuff in that nature. Uh, it comes from us diving deep uh, into God's word and doing that every single day. 
Uh, and is it perfect by any means? Uh, absolutely not. There's days I would rather scroll through my phone, social media, uh, email, stuff in that nature. Uh, but I know if I lay the groundwork out early every single day, starting in the Word, trying to get wisdom from God, trying to get fresh perspective and clarity on what it is that He wants me and all of us to do every single day, uh, then I'm more at peace with things. And I think for most of our culture today, and I can say this from personal experience myself, we live in a very anxious, very um, adrenaline-driven culture today is because we don't slow down and plug into God's Word. And I say that from my own experience as well too, guys. I'm a very imperfect, flawed individual, uh, and none of us have it together. But I know that the wisdom that we're trying to gain comes from God, comes from Proverbs, comes from us plugging into His Word every single day. So this first bullet point, if you're taking notes, wisdom comes from God. Knowledge comes from self-help books. Which one are you emphasizing more of? Wisdom comes from God. Knowledge comes from self-help books. Which one are you emphasizing more of? It's great to have both, but the Bible, from my perspective, will always be the cornerstone of everything I do on a day-on-a-day-out basis. How I lead, how I'm intentional with my disciplines, my habits, how I'm intentional with James, how I'm intentional with my family, my friends. Do we have fun? Do we make jokes? We probably shouldn't at times. Absolutely. We're guys. That's human nature. I'm not going to act like I'm super spiritual or super Christian and sit behind a camera or even here on audio and act like I have all the ducks in a row as to say, uh, cause I don't, I want people to know that I do love God, but we love others too. When we meet people right where they're at, it's not about us trying to be super spiritual and throw our Jesus card at everybody that comes in contact. Let our actions speak louder than our words. We're going to go over to Ecclesiastes chapter 2, and this is out of the New Living Translation. Again, to give you guys a little bit of context, this is Solomon again, too, uh, and it's talking about pleasure. In verse 1, I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. Let's look for the good things in life. But I found that this, too, was meaningless. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to seek pleasure? After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine. And while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. In this way, I tried to experience the only happiness most people find in their brief life in this world. I also tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself and planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. I built reservoirs to collect the water to irrigate my many flourishing grooves. I bought slaves, both men and women, and others were born into my household. I also owned large herds and flocks, more than any of the kings who had lived in Jerusalem before me. I collected great sums of silver and gold, the treasure of many kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, and had many beautiful concubines. I had everything a man could desire. And I want to stop right there for a second. Um, There have been times and multiple seasons in my own life, and I know somebody else can resonate and relate to me as well today, that we seek after possessions, pleasure, certain things that will give us instant gratification in the moment, right? You know, we talk about Christmas, we talk about Easter, that's coming up here soon, Easter. 
a lot of us are, are so fixated on the holiday, which is great. But I think for a lot of people today, we're more fixated on what is it we're going to get out of it, right? Instead of, you know, family, the unity to coming together, thus being together as one and spending time, quality time with each other. Um, I don't know about you guys, but we're in such a digital world today where everything's just constantly changing minute by minute. Technology rapidly is always changing uh, second by second. There's always new apps coming out. There's always things that coming out distracting us. Uh, and at the family dinner table, in my house at least, a lot of times I'll find myself on my phone, scrolling through Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok. And so where I'm getting to is that we're seeking pleasure from these devices. We're seeking pleasures um, from the possessions that we're getting from these holidays. And all those things, what I've kind of had to step back and realize and look at from more of a narrow path, if you will, like it talks about in Matthew, is that all those things are great. I love my shoes. I love my car. I love where I live. Don't get me wrong. Hear me out. But that is not the end all be all. And so many of us today get so wrapped up in that. We got to have the Louis Vuitton. We got to have the Michael Coors. We got to have, I'm wearing Hoka's. We got to have the Hoka's. Got to have the Jordans. We got to have the Air Force Ones. We got to have all of that. And while all those things are nice, it is not going to fulfill us for the long term. And even when it pertains relationships and friendships, something I've really had to learn the hard way of too is that that person I was in a relationship with, the reason why that failed, because God wasn't at the center of that. Communication, unfortunately, was only going in one direction. And it it takes two to tangle. You have to communicate in relationships. You can't just have one person doing it all the time. And so I really want to emphasize on that is that God's word, scripture, prayer, being in a community of believers is what's going to give you uh, ultimate fulfillment. Not these worldly things, not these possessions, not these things on our phone that give us an instant dopamine hit. Uh, And that's something I still struggle with on a daily basis because being single, it is tough at times. Uh, And so trying to be more mindful of God's word and it's giving more uh, fulfillment versus what I see out in the world or even how people dress at the gym. You know, modesty, unfortunately, is not a thing anymore. Uh, And so I'm trying to be more cognizant of how I dress, how my appearance is and trying to uh, lead by example because I haven't always done that, right? I haven't always led by example. There's been many times to where um, I said one thing, but I didn't necessarily um, fulfill that every single day. So the second one, if you're taking notes, chasing fleshly pleasure or chasing the spirit's purpose for your life. Chasing the fleshly pleasure or chasing the spirit's purpose for your life. I want to go over to 2 Corinthians in chapter 5. This is out of the New Living Translation, and this is in the New Testament. And this is Paul. And what I want to go to is verse 1. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is, when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies, and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. For we will put on heavenly bodies. We will not be spirits without bodies. 
While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. But it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. God himself has prepared us for this, and as a guarantee, he has given us his Holy Spirit. So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. For you live by believing and not by seeing. Yes, we are fully confident, and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies. For then we will be at home with the Lord. So whether we are here in the body or away from this body, our goal is to please him. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Our bodies, our temple, the thing that God has created us with every single day, right? We all have parts. We all have abilities. We all have roles to play. I don't know what that looks like for you on a daily basis. And you probably don't know what that looks like for me on a daily basis. But let me get a little bit nerdy with you. Let me elaborate on that. I tend to wake up super early every day. I tend to have the same routine, the same regimen, the same diet every single day. And I know if I deviate off of that, I'll start to feel like crap. So it doesn't take me too long. These bodies God has given us, the spirit that he's put within each and every one of us, we are to please him. We are not here to please people. We are not here to please our boss, our spouse, our kids, anything in that nature. And what I really want to preface today is that we are only here for a short amount of time. And something I've had to really uh, look back at in my own life is that each day is a blessing, and you hear that a lot. But how are we stewarding these bodies? How are we being healthy? How are we treating our bodies every single day? From a mental standpoint, what we watch, and that goes for myself too, I have to be more mindful of what I watch. Sometimes I do like to watch a little bit of Dave Chappelle, a little bit of Ron White, you know what I mean? But I'm also cognizant that if I have that as my diet, what I watch every single day, that will consume me and that will become uh, a part of my life instead of doing that consistently. Same thing goes for food. My diet is very strict, but there are times occasionally I like to snack on some Skinny Pop popcorn or some Miss Vicky's jalapeno chips. Not every single day, not every single meal. So where I'm getting to is that these bodies, right? We get one body, we get one shot in this world. And how are we um, serving God every single day with that, right? How are we fueling our bodies, right? I want my outward... Um, appearance to, um, you know, be inward as well too. I want inwardly to shine outwardly. And I think for so many of us today, um, we're just so focused on, you know, fitting in, pleasing people, uh, instead of pleasing God with these new bodies that he's created us with and called us to be because we were once living in sin. We were once living in bondage, but when we repent, ask for forgiveness uh, and flee from that, and get baptized and so forth. We are a new creation. God loves you. He has a purpose for you, these new bodies. The old life is gone. The old slate is gone. He has something new and fresh in store for you. And I know you hear that a lot, uh, but you need to hear that too. Yes, we need truth, but I'm going to give you some grace today too, because I need it myself as well, because I'm very flawed and we are all sinners. This third point, if you're taking notes, courageous friends, or friends that tickle your ears, friends like Paul. 
Look, do you have people in your life who challenge you, who are helping you, who are pushing you, who are showing you the correct way to do things, who are telling you that, hey, maybe that's not good for you. Maybe God has something best in store for you and something even better. Or are you hanging out with the people who are just concerned about happy hour, just concerned about gossiping, making quarrelsome jokes at the office 24-7, not doing their work, clocking out at 4.45, they're clock watchers, not being intentional with their work and giving it their best every single day. Makes an all-time and a difference who you surround yourself with. That's something I've had to eliminate over years, and that is not easy to do, promise you. Uh, But when you're created new in Christ, when you start to follow him, the old you, the old friends, the old environment, all those people will start to um, disappear because you're leading a life worth of uh, integrity of being the same person in private as you are in public, being real, genuine, and authentic unto Christ. So do you have courageous friends or friends that tickle your ears? I had to eliminate those individuals that tickle my ears, unfortunately, because I kept getting the same result over and over, absolutely nowhere in life. This last one, if you're taking notes, do we evaluate people based on the past or how God evaluates them based on the present moment? Once we repent, ask for forgiveness, we're made new. So the bigger picture of life is we move forward from this sin, we repent from it, We continue to walk with Christ every single day. That's something I have to do myself, guys. But for a lot of people, we think small picture, very narrow mind that once I sin, there's discouragement, there's shame, there's guilt, and we live in that bondage forever because unfortunately, there's other Christians or maybe even other congregations around who are always condemning people, who are always trying to... um, you know, not pull the speck out of their own eye or even that log, if you will. They're always trying to point the finger at other people. So do we evaluate people based on the past or how God evaluates them based on the present moment? Once we repent, ask for forgiveness, we're made new. God looks at the heart. But unfortunately, we as human beings, the flesh, we look at the outward appearance that God judges the heart. So what does the bigger picture of life look like for you every single day? If you're single like me, or if you're married, or if you're in college, if you're in high school, junior high, or working a nine to five job, there is a bigger picture of life. And it comes from putting Christ at the center of everything we do every single day. Even when we are faced with adversities, even when we are faced with things we don't necessarily like. I know I've drawn closer to God throughout those adversities throughout those curveballs thrown at me, if you will. Uh, Has that been easy by any means? Absolutely not. There's been times I've questioned God, like, why the crap is this happening? Why does this keep going on? Why do I keep experiencing this? Uh, And even when all hell breaks loose at times, uh, in 2022, when I had a family member of mine being diagnosed with breast cancer, fortunately, they found it early enough, she's fine. Or my dad with the heart problems, he's fine now, he's on medication, he's cleaned up his diet. Things are going in the right direction. Us being a leader today, looking at the bigger picture of life, it's putting Christ at the center of everything we do every single day because there's a purpose and there's a meaning behind everything we do. And until we look at that, we will continue to live a worldly life instead of a worthy life following Christ. And that's something I try to do a better job at myself every single day. Hope this content has been helpful to you guys. Hope you found it encouraging, but also challenging as well. Uh, And please remember to 
Uh, like and subscribe and share this content with family members, friends, uh, and anybody else around you. Please and thank you. Thanks, guys. Until next time. Peace out.